So I was thinking about talking about um, sort of what happens each day that we get up um, to reevaluate what's going on. I mean, this is just the natural human process of waking up and it's a brand new day and let's, what do we have to do today and what's, what's on the table. Um, what's in the schedule, of course, but, but I'm talking about more of this getting your mind straight in the morning. Um, you have your coffee, and if you smoke, you smoke a cigarette, whatever, and you sort of settle in and, and get a sense, get a feeling of what's going on. And this is sort of uh, approximately the same as normalization. This is a, a, a microcosm of the process of normalization. So if you've, your house just burned down and you wake up and you're in a motel and you know, you're still upset that your house burned down, but you're starting to get over it. You're starting to realize that now you live in a motel and so what are we going to do now? What, what's the next step? And you don't really worry about the burning of the house anymore. Um, Either it was an accident or whatever. I mean, you, you, the, you don't perceive the problem anymore being the thing that you survived. Um, the situation that we're in right now needs us to fight against these natural processes. And the best way to do that is to just rationally analyze them um, frequently. There's a place for emotional reactions. We want to, we don't want to become inhuman, but we want to be rational uh, to a fault, at least in our analyses. So, you know, th what I was thinking about is, is the, so cybernetic social engineering as a, as a field is what is being deployed as the technical system for programming the population of the planet. And that includes everybody. So, so it's not, I mean, maybe there are some super brainiacs somewhere who are somehow not affected by the programming and they're programming everybody to be programmed. It's not really exactly how this works. Um, there are some evil people who understand what's happening, but, but generally speaking, the, the psychologist who takes the job of training the person to do the thing thinks there's some purpose to it. Uh, and, and isn't perceiving themselves as the evil one who's, you know, inflicting pain. Uh, and this is part of this emotional justification process on their side. Um, so when we get up in the morning, we have to say, well, wait a second, um, the government took away my business, prevents me from going to work, won't let me go outside without a, a, a muzzle on in some places still. I mean, this is crazy shit. And this is kind of similar to this Yuri Besmanov description of the crisis and normalization process. And so you you smash them, you know, punch someone in the face one day, and by the end of the month, if every time you see them in the morning you it becomes a slap, then they're like, okay, whew, it's just a slap. I'm no longer being punched in the face. And however long it takes to go through that process, um, presumably the better. Uh, the longer it takes, because the the extreme violence has a place in programming, but it's it's usually early on, and it's dramatic, and it and it stops, and it's meant to shock. It's it's not it's not like you get up every day and they zap you again with the electrical prod. Um, that's what they do the first day to get your attention, and then from then on, it's you know a process. It's very similar to. Um, 
uh, an abused spouse or an abused child where you know each day it, it gets a little bit better and and you start to say well wait a second maybe maybe it was my fault maybe maybe I caused that that situation and maybe maybe it's okay now and I, I won't do that thing anymore and and everything will be okay and this is this process of normalization where you sort of build into yourself the excuses you, it's partly that you blame yourself but it's also partly that you just forget intentionally because these are not happy memories and you don't really want to think about it and so in a situation like we're in right now especially with this gene therapy which we know is deadly to some people probably is deadly to everybody eventually i i mean i the more you technically get into this and understand the 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 actual processes involved and, and what's happening, there's no question about it that this gene therapy is deadly. It's going to cause diminishment in human immunity and probably pathogenic priming. I shouldn't even say probably anymore. There's going to be pathogenic priming. People will start dying at some point um, in, in higher numbers, uh, especially when you have these people taking two and three or more of, of the subjections to this injection. So, so but we ha we're in a situation where many of us have actually been killed already. We've already, they, they, they came and either gave us the injection or, or even worse, they gave our children the injection. Maybe we even gave it to our own children by forcing them to go and take it. Um, these are hard things to accept. To accept that you have caused the death of your own child because you've been manipulated through a process of psychological manipulation and and cybernetic social engineering and trauma-based mind control this is not a difficult this is not an easy thing to accept it's very difficult uh, and you probably won't accept it in, unless you reevaluate very rationally every day what has happened because it's it is crazy like I've said before this is science fiction madness this is this has already gone way way into things that are unbelievable. Um, so even I have to, and the reason I, I thought of this this morning is that when I got up was like, I was thinking about how how dramatic my recent show was of describing what I think is actually happening, the big picture and, and the fact that the human race is in danger of being made to be extinct intentionally. And I have to say, well, that's, that seems a little crazy, doesn't it? I mean, there's got to be some other explanation here. And then I start to think, well, even if that's the ultimate goal, it's, it's going to be in stages. And, you know, I already know that these biological weapons that they've released so far are not good enough to, to kill everybody. So, but, but I also rationally know that they have worse and that this is only one of many aspects of this. One of the things about cybernetic social engineering is that it's an interdisciplinary science. So yes, there's trauma-based mind control, the MK32 type stuff, but th those are specialists in a particular field. They also use people who are experts in animal training. Um, they also draw upon, so they draw upon every field that has anything to do with control. Um, I was thinking about Temple Grandin, who was the autistic woman who evaluated how the cows were being slaughtered and they were they were getting very upset because they basically figured out that they were about to get slaughtered and so she designed a system where the cows would be led into the slaughterhouse in a way that they wouldn't see or hear what was about to happen and that made the whole process a lot better because they didn't know they were going to be slaughtered 
and Temple Grandin is rational. She's autistic. She's not a super emotional person. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean autistic people are, don't have feelings. It just means they're capable of rational analyses that maybe aren't obvious to everybody else. So, I mean, this this is, uh, there's, there's a, a book by Werner Vinge, um, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but basically he talks about these people who have been uh, modified to be artificially autistic, and then they become super specialists in certain fields and become unbelievably talented and good at what they do, but they can't do anything else. And so they're, they're, they have to be taken care of constantly for things that you wouldn't have to take care of with a normal person. But they do perform this super specialized function. And to some extent, uh, there's a lesser version of this. In economics, we know that um, the, the, the extended order is good because we have specialists in particular. You know, the more people specialize in their economic specialty, whatever it is, they, they, they become more efficient and then they can sell their services to other people who then can be more efficient in whatever it is they do. And so th this is a good thing in economics to have specialties in the extended order. But there's a, a dark side to this, especially when you start to have planned economies and people actually doing things like what, what they're doing now, which is trying to plan society, um, have been doing for a while. And in those situations, in this situation, the specialties become lifelong specialties. So, so you actually have um, emotional manipulation, you have psychological manipulation, and you actually have professional manipulation. And this is very similar to this um, process of compartmentalization in corporations and the military and government programs, where you, you know, you, you might get hired to, to write a, a part of a piece of software, but you don't see the whole software. You're only you're only working on the targeting system or the power system, or something else, you never get to see what the whole device is. Um, and a lot of our specialties in professional applications nowadays are getting to the point where you have, you know, professional level compartmentalization just all the way through your whole career. Um, and this is just what made me think about the uh, focused people, is what Werner Vinge called them in, in the book. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make a reference to it later if I find the name of it. It's a great book, though. Uh, very scary. <laughs> and so we, we, we have this problem where it's natural for us to want to, to feel normal, to, to, to not be in constant um, distress. I mean, the, 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 the elevated levels of the hormones that get produced when you've got the fight-or-flight thing going on they, you know, when we discover some major threat, those go off, and the next day you, you want them to stop. You can't really, you can't, your system can't handle being on all the time. But at the same time, you need to remember these facts, and this is where this rationality comes in. It's very important. I mean, again, I have unique experience with this very early on because of my experience with being in this place that was doing this to me. Um, I had to figure all these things out myself early on. That was how I got through it. So rather than me throwing a tantrum every day or anything like that, I just detached. And that, that was really the best way for me to handle it most of, for, for most of the time that I was enduring there. I just detached. And I didn't go drooling kind of unresponsive or anything. I just 
I had my own internal dialogue and I was making notes of what was going on and I didn't necessarily comment when I heard somebody say something that I would normally comment on. I just made a mental note of it. And every day that I processed, that I got up, I would process what had happened to me and remind myself that this was not normal and that I had to figure out a way to get out. And most of the time I was <clears throat> trying to figure out what the patterns were of movement and try to design some sort of an escape plan. And that was very therapeutic to me because it gave me something to think about in my own internal dialogue. Um, and I'm sure that that must be what it's like in any prison camp. Um, what's different about what's happening to everybody right now is all of these things are happening, but they're all happening at lower levels. Um, so the violent, the initial violence wasn't as extreme for everybody. The, the sustained manipulation is not as extreme uh, for everybody. The, there isn't anywhere to escape to, so it's not a question of... I mean, some people have the proper uh, instinct of, I, I just want to get out of here and go up into the mountains and live in a shed, and frankly, I, I agree with them. I think that that's probably the most healthy response here. That's the equivalent of how do I escape this prison camp. Um, but the truth of the matter is, there really isn't an escape of this prison camp, and even I realize this because I know this big picture thing about what you know the, the Agenda 21 actual plan is, which is to tag every single piece of life on the planet. Um, and I don't mean with a, an electronic tag necessarily, although I'm sure they'd love to do that. What they really want to do is, is genetically program every single organism to have a tag built into their DNA so that if you discover an organism, you can check its DNA and there'll be a record of where it came from, who designed it, etc., etc. That's the plan. Um, and I'm not making that up right now. That's actually the plan. Uh, and it makes sense for somebody who's trying to plan society uh, at the global level. And so it's not just our societies they want to plan. They want to plan the ecosystem. Because, you know, an un, you know this, is, this is an extreme version of taming nature in a way, I guess you could say. But, uh, but it's, it's insane, obviously. But you have to understand this is real. This is really what they're doing. Um, and they really think they're doing the right thing. And we have to remind ourselves every day when we get up that it's real. That our children are probably, like if, if we have put this gene therapy into our children, our children are probably going to die in the next few years. Uh, and if they don't die, they're going to have extreme autoimmune conditions for the rest of their lives. Um, who knows what kinds of diseases and, and weaknesses they'll have as a result but most likely they're going to die. And we did it. If we allowed that to happen, we allowed our children to be killed. Maybe we even encouraged it. And I don't know exactly how, what what you need to do to get over that. To, to, you, you, you can't forget that. And you've got to, and, and you've got to be rational every day and evaluate what's happened and remember that that has happened. And we want to keep some emotion because you should be enraged by that. And we want to focus that rage in the most productive way against the people that deserve it, which we can't do right away. Even the worst cop in your town doesn't really understand what he's doing in this grand scheme of things. So even that guy doesn't deserve your real rage. So we have to figure out a way to, to come up with a balance where we don't forget what has happened for the sake of trying to stay sane and, and emotionally stable, while not completely releasing and getting rid of our emotions, 
we, we want to keep them, but we don't want to go over the top. We, we, you know what I mean? This is a very delicate process. So this, this self-deprogramming process is very complicated, and it's, it's unnatural. It is, none of the things that you have to do are things that you normally would think you would have to do. So when you get up in the morning, you have to remind yourself, and you can let yourself first settle yourself so that your whatever crazy hormone levels that make you go nuts go down. And then you say, okay, and now I'm going to remind myself about what the situation is and remind yourself about just what's been taken away, the, the reasons that were given for doing it, and, and who did it. And although we can't really, I mean, we can put a name on it in a sense, like you, you know, if you're in the UK, you can say Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, whatever. Uh, but those guys are, are tools too. I mean, they're the bad guys. We want to, they're, they're going to get theirs for sure. I'm not saying they're, they're not responsible, but we can't really put, there's, there's no like list of people that if we catch, this will go away. This this has happened like our own as I've said in the last one our own children are programmed to think that maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea if the entire human race went extinct. So this programming goes all the way down to our own children, and obviously we don't. Nobody thinks their own child is is an evil corporativist technocrat who is trying to kill the world, even though they are doing exactly what the evil corporativist technocrats want them to do. So they've been programmed. You've, we've got to deprogram our children. Uh, but first, you've got to deprogram yourself and understand what the limits are, and understand how much, you know, how quickly you can deprogram yourself. Um, to what extent? I mean, you have to completely deprogram yourself eventually here. So it's not a question of to what extent you can do it, but the speed at which you do it, and and the and the um, the shock value, what 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 your what your system is willing to take. Um, but you have to. You have to do this. You have to deprogram yourself. And you really have to do this quickly because you've got to be desensitized to to the programming, to, the, to their ability to program you. Uh, so you've got to have this period of time before you react. Uh, so when they, come, when they come down the pipe with some story, you don't just react to the story. You, you pause for however long it takes to evaluate the situation and say, ah, okay, well... So they say this, that means, you know, we already know pretty much everything they say is a lie. So what, what is the actual thing that's more likely to be why they're doing this? And then as we go through our, our knowledge about programming and what the end goal is, um, we, we can pretty easily determine what it is they're trying to do. Um, and we want to be dispassionate about this. Because we have to be rational, we have to think about it because it's complicated, um, and they've done a lot of thinking about this. This, this is not, not off the cuff stuff, and the people that are doing the, the on the ground programming are really relaying orders. So they're not necessarily smart people who know what they're doing. They're also programmed people. So this is why it gets so complicated. We, but the main thing is, when you get up in the morning, allow yourself to. To settle yourself, that's I think emotionally good and physiologically good. But then rationally, remind yourself that we're all in a prison camp.